Hey, howdy, everybody. Welcome back to the Weird Vibes Podcast. <laughs> How are you, Dana? I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. That's that's good to hear. Um <laughs> I I always derail us before we get started. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Black Play-Doh is really, really, really gross. Uh, explain yourself. <laughs> it's just have you ever seen it? I mean, okay, so I've worked in a few kids' classrooms. I've seen it. It's otherworldly. I mean, it, I don't, I don't really, I don't, I don't see the problem. It gets What all... about, like, purple Play-Doh? No, it's not that. It's just that, like, rich, like, antimatter okay. black Play-Doh. Okay, you're right. It's pretty pigmented. Mm-hmm. All right. But, I'm... go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just, and I feel like it's kind of, like, the pariah. Of all Play-Doh? Of, yeah, of Play-Doh. But. Because it's on the box. Okay. And in the commercials and stuff. like you're right. They always use it to make the olives on the Play-Doh pizzas and all that type of stuff. Oh, I just realized I don't really remember what the actual Play-Doh looks like because I'm remembering what you're saying is like when it's in the box, it's like the corner one. Yeah. Even the lid looks weird because it's so dark compared to all the colors. (laughs) Those little, sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. No, you're fine. Those little half-size ones. Oh, yeah, that's, those are the ones I'm talking about. I feel like that's the only place they exist, like the snack size Play-Dohs. No, I think you're right, because the only reason I've seen those is we used to get those for the classrooms because there was more color. You could get more colors yeah. for, like, less money, basically. But I I don't think I've ever seen a full-size one. Yeah, you wouldn't. It's disgusting. You wouldn't want to see one. Yeah, I What? You're making it sound like the... I just really dislike it. <laughs> You know how sometimes you just get something in your head and it's just, like, uh, it's just well, so no, rude. When you brought it up, I thought there was, like, some kind of experience that you'd had with Play-Doh or something because you seemed, it kind of came out of, it was, like, out of thin air. And I was like, oh, there, there's going to be a good story behind this. No, I just thoroughly dislike it. Get out of my face. <laughs> but then you also were talking about wanting to eat Play-Doh. I don't want to eat Play-Doh. I think you could survive off Play-Doh. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. That makes... That's... Mm-hmm. If you had to. But if you had to, wouldn't you, like... Like, I'm is not... That, is this, like, it's the last thing in the house? Not the last thing in the house. Like, you've already, like, eaten your friends, and you're about to freeze uh, to death, but okay. good old okay. trusty Play-Doh comes right out of your knapsack, and you're like... Mm, I think I might survive for one so more night. So at what, at what point did you decide when you were, like, grabbing and ransacking houses for survival supplies? You're like, oh, that's some Play-Doh. I should grab that because I'm going to want to eat that. Well, you had a son, and he died along the way, obviously. You're a monster. <laughs> I cannot believe that's your response. What better way to, to commemorate your poor, sweet little dead son than by eating his Play-Doh? Okay. So, we're actually going to take a break, but it's not because of Sam's <laughs> monstrous ideas about surviving off of Play-Doh, which I don't think that you could do. I just, I don't think it's nutritionally, I don't think it has nutritional longevity, but I think in a last case scenario where you're trying to survive that you could get some 
I think that you could survive off of Play-Doh for a little while. Okay. Why would you want to survive for a little while? It's not that... It's well, I mean, I know why you'd want to survive for a little while. I just mean, like... I feel like the argument of it being, like, a something to sustain you doesn't really sta- stand on very, like, strong legs. Is <laughs> my scenario situation. not good enough for you? It's not that the scenario is not good enough for me. It's that I'm just finding it hard to... Anyway, we gotta get to this movie. Okay, so we are gonna take a little break and um, go see A Quiet Place. AKA, don't say anything. Yeah, shh, basically. And so I don't know anything about this movie. You know a lot about it, Well, I don't know a lot about it, but I've been reading some reviews. I knew that we wanted to go see it today because we... Well, because I did that weird thing where I saw the preview of it and I was excited about it, but then when I heard just the name without seeing the movie poster, I was like, wait, what is that... So I went to go look it up to refresh my mm-hmm. memory, and um, I saw, I mean, I saw a few reviews that were basically talking about how, like, because of the, kind of the ambiance that's set with how quiet it is, that it's, like, really fun to see in a theater, because, I mean, if there's more, if there's, like, a lot of people there, which, when I got our seats, because, you know, now all those theaters do that, um, when I got our seats, it looks like it's, like, about half full, so it'll be interesting to see, but it's basically just kind of this, like, really tense silent movie and the premise of it I think is like I don't know if it's this earth or it's some other universe but like something comes to wherever humans are in this scenario and like um if they they like hunt by sound so to survive you just basically have to be like as quiet as possible and hope that they don't hear you yeah that's basically all I know about it yeah John Krasinski's in this movie yeah he's the star and I also when I told um a really good friend of mine today that I we were seeing this, she informed me that he also wrote the screen... He, like, co-wrote the screenplay. Um, I'll have the name of the other guy when we come back because I read it, but I don't remember it. And um, I think he also produced it. I'm not quite sure on that. I'll fact-check that. Um, and he is playing alongside Emily Blunt, and I just know that because I really like her. And mm-hmm. I don't remember the kids' names, but it's basically the four of them, and that was... The, the main review that I read about it was basically just talking about how, like, there's a lot riding on the, like, the atmosphere set in this movie because there's a lot riding on each, each, I know I just used that phrase twice, but there's a lot riding on each character's performance because there's only four of them. And another thing that that reviewer mentioned, I'm going to link that article because I'm, I'm mentioning it a lot, was that there's two kids who um, basically are, you know, they're half the cast. Yeah. And so much is riding on them, and they're, like, child actors. So that's kind of, like, a big risk to take. But I'm really excited. It looks it looks really, like, tense. It looks like my kind of horror movie in the sense that it's not... I like horror movies that are creature movies because I don't like... I don't like when the monster is human because, like, I feel like we already have too much of that in the real world. But I really like, like, creature movies. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what, what kind of weirdos come up in this. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. Yeah, it'll be fun. So um, we're going to take a quick break, but we will be back in about two hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, on that note, just, just watch for the watch for the alien. All right, and we are back. Backity back back. Man oh man oh man. <laughs> man oh man. I know. Do I 
love creature movies. Yeah, creature movies are cool. So I think we really should do this every Wednesday. This is cool. Yeah, that's, we were talking about this. Even though they'll probably come out on Thursdays, I think we're just going to do what, what we're going to call it Weird Wednesdays, right? Yeah, well, I mean, if they if there's... I think we should definitely just make sure to do one a week because I don't know if there's always going to be a movie in theaters that like... But we can always watch one here. I forget. It doesn't have to be a, a theater movie. Yeah. Yeah. So we just came back from, I know we already told you guys, but we just came back from seeing A Quiet Place, directed and written by John Krasinski. Why can't I not remember the name of that movie to save my life? A Quiet Place? Yeah, I, I keep, in my head, said, I've literally just been calling it Shh, Don't Talk, because <laughs> I literally can't remember A Quiet Place. You know, it's funny that you say that because one of the things that stuck out to me when this movie gets brutalized and destroyed by, like, Twitter and the rest of the internet and just gets, like, picked apart for its memes and its gifts, you know? There's a lot of problems! There were, but the thing is, is it's gonna be, it's gonna be a gold mine for gifts because there's so many, is it gifts or gifs? I think that's another... I argument. say gifs, I don't... I say gifs, I don't GIF really is care. peanut butter. <laughs> Jiffy? Anyways, yeah. John Krasinski going... I know nobody can see what I'm doing, but putting your finger to your lips and, and shushing, shushing that move and how serious he looks. There were so many beautiful, brilliant acting moments that I know are only going to be hilarious and ironic once they're out of context and they're like memes. And I'm just, yeah. I for one, I'm here for it. I'm excited. Well, I know it. we might be putting the cart before the horse here. That's the right phrase, I think right? so, yeah. But the movie is so self-serious. Okay. And I absolutely loved it. But because it took itself so seriously, the things that didn't necessarily work, I mean, you heard it. Like, the theater was dead silent, and they became laughable, and people were laughing. That's true. And, not, and again, it, I think everybody in the theater had a wonderful time. I know I did, but there was those few moments that fell, and they fell Hard. But they, I honestly think for the type of movie it was that we might have done, I don't know if you were having this happen to you, I honestly think as an audience, we might have been purposely doing that to ourselves because that movie was exhausting. It really it was. It was so stressful. It really was. It was so stressful that I think by the point where things were getting so bad and hectic that people were like, so I do think that we obviously, we're going to preface with spoilers, but we shouldn't go out of our way to spoil it. Definitely. definitely. So um, I do think there were points near the end or the middle or the climax, I guess, that like, th those moments I'm assuming that you're talking about that fell that um, kind of for me... I don't know. It didn't make them more real, but I think part of the reason we might have been laughing is to just really, you know, when you just laugh at a time that is not appropriate. Yeah, because you're so nervous, just nervous or stressed. It's gallows humor. Yeah. So one of the notes I actually wrote for this movie was that it was way more stressful. I mean, I knew and I saw the previews and I knew it was going to be this like this movie that kind of just played on your emotions and the atmosphere. That's literally what I said before we left. Yeah. But I did not expect it to be as stressful as it was. Yeah, I've never had an experience like this in a movie theater. The only thing I could really compare it to would be Get Out. Mm. Just the, such a tacitly but fully interactive part you play as an audience member just by watching it live with other people. Not live, but watching it. In yeah, public with other people. That's really insightful. I it, like that. It, it was such a, um, like you were saying, oppressive movie. It, yeah. It, 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 I was stressed out and not just movie stressed out. Like I was 
genuinely actually, stressed okay. out watching this so movie. So I had this thing happen where it wasn't, I don't think it was a natural transition of like an actual vignette, but it was just like a part or a theme or an idea had like ended in the movie and it was like pretty early on and it was about to open up on the next scene. It was like the second or third time I did it and I caught myself taking a really deep breath and kind of just being like, okay. And it was, it was almost that feeling when like you're in school and you just, it's like finals week and you haven't started your weekend of studying for it yet. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't even begun yet, but you know, you're just like in for a roller coaster of like just a shit show and you don't, you don't really know what to expect, but you know, it's going to be stressful that I felt that way and it was weird because I wasn't like while that movie was scary and it had a lot of like truly horrific moments like I was it specifically billed as a horror movie I was actually going to ask you that before That's we so went funny. because yeah. again I didn't know much about this going yeah. in and I'd say it's it's as creature feature as they come. Well, the reason I but asked... It's also, it's, sorry, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a monster movie. It's a creature feature. Yeah. But it's not what you think it is, either. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of tension going on. I mean... I think that's... I, it, I, I have a hard time labeling it as purely a horror movie or a creature feature. It, I don't know if you've seen The Host... Yeah. But it reminds me a lot of The Host, to where it's it's hard to pin that down as just a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think that's that was exactly what I was going to say. I'm going to try and look it up right now, because for me, I would say, I mean, not thriller, because I feel like that's more like serial killer-y or something like that, but it... To me, it was more a drama because there was a lot, obviously unspoken because there was barely any dialogue in this movie, but there were so many brilliant, uh, like unspoken storytelling yeah. tactics used. Like the setting, they did such a good job. The setting was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, they, it looked like it, it looked like art pieces. For yeah, a, the only thing I could really compare it to was there were certain scenes in Mother that were so meticulously set up mm -hmm. that were just so beautiful. Like I don't know if you remember the um. The kind of hearth, like, um, like herb, herb yeah. counter scene. Yeah. That was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I loved it. Anytime it showed their farm. Like, they obviously did some, like, really amazing scouting on this. Yeah. Like, it, oh, it was just beautiful. It was a really, really striking movie and all the, the way through. One thing that I think, it was just, there were so many things that you didn't need to be told just because of how they panned the shot and, like, what the people were doing. Which, like, I understand, like, that's that's good storytelling, mm -hmm. and, like, a good storyteller knows to do that, but it was just done really, um, off I keep you, I feel like this is just, like, punny, but because I wanted to say it was done really quietly, <laughs> obviously done really quietly. But it was. But it was, like, it, I don't know. It, everything was gentle. Yeah. Until it wasn't, everything was gentle. Like, I was, I mean, again, we're spoiling, a lot of the movie immediately gets explained because it focuses in on a whiteboard that John Krasinski has been keeping in his basement. Okay, I And it talk really, about that. Ex it explains <laughs> basically the entire plot of the movie. It tells you what the monsters are, what their powers are, what their weaknesses are. And it basically just lays everything out for you. And I was a little bit annoyed with it when I saw it. Did you think it did that? I did not feel that way at all. I thought it was such a heavy-handed gesture. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I was annoyed with it until I kind of realized what was going on with the story. 
And then Ryan's like, okay, if this is what you... And again, I don't necessarily think it's, oh, the best storytelling, but inside the framework of, oh, we're going to barely talk at all in this movie. A lot of this movie literally takes place in ASL inside of a deaf person's head with like a like tinnitus ringing going on in the background. It's not a tinnitus, it's from the... It's from the cochlear implant. Oh, it is from the cochlear implant. But I think... But do you know what I mean? Like, a lot of this movie takes place in almost, like, true silence. Yeah, I mean, I think we might be saying the same thing, but we might be saying completely separate things. Because I liked... I liked how much it set up without speaking, but the re... I didn't find the, the... the board being there heavy-handed. I thought the words chosen on the board were ridiculous. It just... One thing I wrote down is one of my notes just says... I think it's one of the things that he had written down, and it says... Um, it said medical supplies and soundproofing. And that's all it said. It <laughs> said... That's, and it, to me, I mean, I understand that in this specific catastrophe, yeah, you need soundproofing. But in what apocalyptic setting is medical supplies this, like, unique idea that you had? I'm going to write this down so I don't forget. I might need bandages and penicillin later. (laughs) And that's what I mean. There were just certain things. I feel so bad because so much was brilliantly laid out in the background when you were, like, getting to know the characters in the, um... I call it like the resolution after the first vignette. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really beautiful. I think that's the sequence of shots we're both talking about, where you see the farm and you see the layout. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get back to the lights. Remind me to get back to that because I really like that. But um, for for everything being so subtle and like the light hitting the pickling jars so beautifully and like panning out and you see all the farmland, all of these beautiful subtle shots, and they go to this board. <laughs> <laughs> just says, and I love that he just has a weakness. He has like a, a square written around, and I do agree with you there. Like that does point to where the story's gonna go, but some of the words were a little funny to me. I feel like that board is kind of a perfect metaphor for the movie itself. Okay, and it's in the sense that the, everything around it is so quiet and so tedious and meticulous. Everything is so deliberate. Okay. And then there's just this whiteboard that some PA wrote about the monster's <laughs> allergic to death. And like, just real basic stuff. Like, air keeps me alive. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. And that's sort of how I felt about the monster once I really got a look at it. I really, really liked the design of the yes. monster itself. I thought it was so cool. Okay, but... But again, it, it just showed too much of it. And you it just, think so? I think it just became this kind of slick CGI mm. mess after a while. I feel like this was one of the few movies that uh, lets you see the monster and doesn't make me laugh. Because, okay, um, with, I think it was Insidious, I'm not sure, the one where he goes into the, he goes, he Yeah, he when you see Darth planes, Maul at the end, and, and it's just him. not very scary. Yeah, and it like really, because I think what happened was they built it up so much throughout the movie that mm-hmm. you don't know what it looks like and you're so, so scared and it's just like a weird, like... Literally, it, it looks like Darth Maul. I don't know, like a Darth Maul child size. Ghost it looks like demon. Yeah, exactly. But what I liked about this was that they didn't ever shy away from showing you them. So it wasn't really it wasn't really what they looked like that you were supposed to be scared of. It was how quickly they could show up and like how I mean, as soon as they showed up, it's kind of what you're saying, like about the whiteboard crashing into the room, like. 
it'd be dead silent. And the reason you know that they're nearby is because you heard something die. Yeah. And you heard how quickly it got to it. And I think... I, I really liked the creature. They were a little demogorgony for me. Oh, I really liked their design. Well, no, I did I did too, but they I They did look like a demogorgon. I didn't yeah, even think about that. Yeah, sorry if I... Yeah. But I do... One of the things that I liked about that was that maybe because they didn't do a buildup of expectations of what it looked like, I was equally just horrified because it wasn't really what it looked like I was scared of. It was like, no, nah, it's on pinchers. It's going to kill you. It's going to rip you apart in like two seconds. Yeah. And just to give everybody... A certain, an idea of what these monsters look like. Not to spoil everything, but kind of picture Gorilla, Praying Mantis, Putty Patrol member from Power Rangers. And then like a, and demi- then a Demogorgon. A Demogorgon head, except all of the flaps that open aren't mouths. They're different ear canals. Yeah. Because that's the whole reason it can hear. I don't know. That was really... I love the design of that when it opened up and you could hear it. Mm-hmm. You, oh, it was so could, cool. You could see it hearing is what I mean to say. Well, then I, just to finish it, put a little cherry on top. All right. And then all of those descriptions were collaborated between Neil Blomkamp and... H.P. Lovecraft, okay. and then they made some type of monster out of it. Together. But then, uh, I knew I was going to see it. I was worried about it. You saw his grubby little name at the end of the movie. It, um, oh, man. At Mr. Avatar himself, what's his name? Oh, oh my gosh, I'm so bad at this. Is it James Cameron? I think so. I'll check right now. But what, did, do you mean that he was part of the movie? Yeah, he was a producer, I believe. I'm oh. sorry if I'm getting his name wrong and I'm disparaging somebody. Um, let's see. If you're disparaging <laughs> somebody. Okay, so while I look this up, I also... Oh, it is James Cameron. Um, yeah, it was just... It's that James Cameron aesthetic. That just, like, super polished, slick dick. I don't know. I'm a sucker for that. I love Avatar and I love... I, I love effects, so I'm about it. No, I loved it. It was just... I felt like it stood apart from you were in the such a rural setting and everything was again so meticulous and just so well put together okay and i think i think maybe a little restraint would have lended a lot to this movie as far as i loved at the beginning when you saw it but it was behind trees but it was okay just it could have done with a little jaws treatment to where maybe see it at the end but uh, I don't know. I think maybe you feel that way because the um, the shot near the end when the when they're all in the basement and um, Emily Bunt's character is like basically just like in an unknown standoff with it because mm-hmm. it obviously doesn't see it doesn't sense her there. But like they're just like waiting for it to like leave. In that shot, um, I think they kind of overexposed it there. Because they, yeah. it, it stayed on him for too long. It would hold the shot on him for too long. And there were also a few minutes that I feel like could have been trimmed from those scenes because I feel like the daughter realized what she needed to do way earlier than they made it apparent on her face, if that makes sense. Like she figured it out way earlier and she kind of knew but didn't want to accept it. And then she accepts it. But then as she's doing that with the, you know, she's doing it with the, um, not against her ear, but up on the microphone. Oh yeah. Where she takes the other cochlear implant that her dad had been working on for her. Well, I think the whole reason that one worked is he said it's a higher frequency and that's why it was hurting her Mm -hmm. and that's why it was working. But instead of using it on her ear, using it on the microphone to amplify the sound, 
at that point, I feel like Shia had already figured it out a few minutes ago and she was kind of coming to terms with it. And considering all of the emotions and all of the layers of things that were... Because that's the thing is, like, this movie is catastrophic. There are so many it's, layers. It's horrifying. Yeah. And that's, it, I think, one thing that's done so eloquently is there are... If you honestly, Sam, if you go back and think about this movie, think about how many different humongous events happened in this movie. And it was 95 minutes long. Yeah, I, we were out of that movie so fast. And I honestly, it was funny because I kept asking myself, I'm like, could this really be 95 minutes long? Because it felt so much longer. But then also remember at the beginning, it just opens and it starts. It yeah, doesn't, it really there's does. no like credits. There's no, you know, it's just, they're there. Hey, do you mind if we go back and talk about the um, child actors for a little bit? Yes, I do. Can I correct my mistake? Please. Okay, so before <laughs> we so left... <laughs> Okay, before we left, I said that there were four actors because there's uh, the two of them and then there are two kids. So apparently the reason that's that's the information I got from my friend is because for the majority of the movie... Oh, that's the review I read. The majority of the movie is two kids. But most of the premise of where these people are emotionally and mentally while trying to survive comes from the death of a third child and the impending birth of a damn fourth child. <laughs> Both of those events were so brutal. It was such an intense movie. They were movie. so gut-wrenching yeah, both times. Yeah. The life and the death of those four children. It was just a really intense... And I think, too, because obviously our human nature makes us so invested in children and there's just this like innate innocence of, like, obviously when you have a child character on a movie... He is there to represent some type of, like, purity or innocence or coming of mm -hmm. age. And I do feel like that happened with, actually, both of the children. And they were both going through their own, like, developments. But I know that you wanted to bring it up. Are there... Did you, like, lean towards a certain one? Well, or? I mean, I, I kept going back and forth, honestly, of which one was my favorite. Mm. I absolutely love these kids. You know me. I have... No patience for child actors. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of child actors. Um, these kids ruled, man. Yeah, like they, they were, were really so good. like that little girl was incredible. The little boy was incredible. Yeah. He played scared more convincingly than basically any adult I've ever seen. You know what? You're right. I didn't even think about that. I think I was sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I no, was no. so I was so thoroughly annoyed by how scared he was that I didn't stop to think. Oh, this is a child acting scared, and he's doing a really good job at it. But you're yeah. right, he did. I because I was I was just like, calm down. In my head, I was just like, you just need to calm down, kid. Like he'll take <laughs> care of you. And then I realized, like, oh, I'm just getting invested because this kid is doing his job. Yeah, I mean, I did. Yeah, I I just really, really wanted to make sure to bring those kids up. They were brilliant. Okay, they so were really amazing. Can I segue for a second? Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's other notes that you have on those kids, but I really want to drop my theory on you because it came to me when she was putting together what she needed to do, and um, <laughs> okay, so hear Hit me him with it, hear, hear me out on this. Uh, John Krasinski just succeeded in making our best case scenario remake of Signs. So, <laughs> okay, see, I I guess I have a theory too if we're going okay, on this. Okay, all right, theory. all right, all right. But wait, what do you think of mine? I think it's valid. Okay, because you think it's totally valid. All the different layers that apply in yeah. both movies. Signs without glasses of water. It's right. It's all there. I know, but there's like a secret kid power. 
There's, oh, wow. there there's really a is. troubled father and a loss in the family. There's like a, a hopelessness. A bunch of fucking cornfields. <laughs> oh, jeez Louise. Your theory's way more developed than mine. Yeah, okay, what's yours? So basically my theory is... You ready for it? <laughs> okay, go ahead. What's this movie called again? A Quiet Place, dude. Alright, shh, don't talk. Is basically... The modern, very serious remake of Mars Attacks. Okay, what? What? Think about the end of both movies. I don't remember the end of Mars Attacks. Is oh. that a horrible thing to say to you? It really is. It hurts so my sorry. feelings. I'm so um, sorry. So it's about, remember, at the end of Mars Attacks, they pop all the aliens' heads with that, like, it was like a Perry Como record oh, or something right. from the grandma. <gasps> You're right. And it's the super high-pitched, like, kind of yodeling songs. And it's the super high-pitched cochlear implant that yeah. really upsets the aliens in this movie. I mean, I guess I have no idea if they're aliens. Another thing I love about this movie... No explanation. Super, yeah, absolutely no explanation. And I didn't need one. It I made know. it so much scarier. You're just in this world, and then you're done. Well, that was, what's funny, I know this is a weird reference, because I know we both have mixed feelings about this, and our feelings change about it every season, but that's kind of the premise of, of The Walking Dead. There is no reference to what brings them to that situation. They don't, I mean, even the newspapers hanging up all over John Krasinski's office are all different cities and locations across the world, realizing what is the weakness of these creatures. Yeah, just feel like, huh, what huh? the, what? huh? What? Yeah, yeah. just... Just uh, Tim Allen sounds from Home Improvement. Ugh? Oh, Tim Allen would have mm. taken these guys out in 10 With seconds. power flat. tools, my dude. Yeah, dude. But that's the thing is that I, I appreciate that there was enough subtlety that even in those shots, the only thing shown that you can tell this just like hit the planet. And I mean, I don't know if it was an alien. I'm not trying to say it hit the planet like from outer space. I just mean like. Clearly, it's global because he's when it shows him doing the SOS signal, he's crossing out Japan and India and different SOS singles, mm-hmm. signals to different countries. So he's looking for people all across the world, and I'm assuming what happened is wherever this creature came from, that is obviously every big city went down quickly because it was loud there. Yeah, and I don't then, know if you noticed, it, it happened in 2020. Oh, I did not notice that. When did they show that? Well... So, <laughs> Detective Sam on the case, um, when it shows their little boy's tombstone that they make, okay, it says 2016 to, th- to 2020. Okay. And when the movie opens up, it's it says 90. day 89 or yeah. 93. It's... It, why no, do we have? That's so weird. Why do I say eighty nine and you say ninety three? I think it is eighty nine, and then I think the last two numbers of another one of those it was openers was it was eight ninety three. Yeah, yeah, either way. Well, I think this the latter two numbers when the the two later vignettes open are both in the four hundreds because they're both when she's pregnant and about to like yeah give birth because the first time it's like four I don't remember what it is but I think it's like four twenty three or something so. Basically, a year has gone by, which is, like, enough time to grieve and, like, start having sex again and, like, get pregnant and have a baby. I know that's crude, but, I mean, it's, like, it's about, like, 12, 14 months, I think, yeah. from when that happens. And then the next one shows up, like, another two months later, which, to me, I don't know if I just, like, don't know anything about pregnancy. She looked so tiny. 
Yeah, she did, and right? I, yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to be the person who tells people what size their belly needs she to be. She gave silent birth. She, she can gave, do whatever she, she wants. Honestly, can we cheers to Emily Blunt? I mean, or her character, either one. Because Honestly. that was unbelievable. I've always definitely glorified women for being unstoppable creatures, but I had so much pride in her as a mother in that moment. Not as me a mother, obviously. Her <laughs> as a mother. Well, just... Speaking of somebody I don't necessarily have pride in, I have a quick um, correction. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. James Cameron. You're a wonderful human. A great, just wonderful, loving creature. I'm happy to share the planet with you. Okay. But you shiny-fingered, mechanical, little Transformers-ridden Michael Bay... Get your fingers out of my movie. That was the shiny <laughs> little monster. That it was, was Michael Bay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's why the monster stood out so much. It was probably a Decepticon. It wasn't a Decepticon. Okay. Okay. So I think I see what you're saying. But what you're saying in an Instagram filter would just be to like turn down the brightness and turn up the contrast. Because <sighs> it seems like it was literally just too... It, are you saying it was too shiny for you? That was all? It, it was, was just... It shimmered too much? I don't... The Michael Bay effect of the movie was so beautiful and so... There was... So much atmosphere. Yeah, there was there was so much time taken to build something. It was really, really clear that there was something not organic in the shot. Okay, I see what you're saying. And how the creature was designed, like it, its biology, like you could have done, you could have done that. With, like, real... Like, you could have done that with an actor or and effects. You know yeah. what? I would really like to see... Do you know any movies that are still using puppets or something that has used puppets recently? Because I would love to watch something that doesn't use graphic effects and uses something like that in the modern day. Just to see, because I feel like even when we watch, like, a kitschy movie that's older that uses that... Mm-hmm. There's just a level of, like, visceral realness, even when it doesn't look real, that feels really satisfying in a movie. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Even, um, there's obviously some stuff, but Mad Max Fury Road kind of prided (gasps) itself on not using special effects. Is that why I love that movie so much? Uh, Yeah, it looks real. I mean, it's even when, it's why... Can we watch that after we're done? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's why the Blues Brothers is a better action movie than a lot of the Fast and Furious movies. Okay. It's because there's even though they're like shitty old like decommissioned cop cars, they're still they're really getting crashed. There's actually seventy five cars getting into like a crash on the freeway. You know. So wait, um, is Fast and the Furious a lot of effects? I don't know because I'm not super familiar with the franchise. Dude, you need to get into the FF franchise. Hey, wait, we've talked about this, and I know this is like for a separate. I can tell we're ready to wind down because we're 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 like basically done with the Quiet Place. We're ranting about Fast and the Furious, but I know we've talked about this before. I do need to revisit it with you. Have you seen all of them? No, I haven't seen all of them, and I mean, I think at a certain point, the Fast and the Furious probably got its own joke and started playing to that and got good. You think so? Yeah, of course. But, I mean, there's obviously some that aren't very good. Okay. I, I remember seeing the first one at, um, 
the I think that yeah the state theater I mean the, yeah the, <laughs> Are you it, um, yeah in Marysville oh the one that's closed <gasps> Wait, down the really pretty theater yeah it was beautiful oh. I miss it but I, yeah can I we saw do that an episode about Marysville of course we can okay yeah I remember seeing that movie in the theaters with my parents and it was fucking awful and it was awkward because <laughs> I think either Paul Walker or Vin Diesel touches a titty in that movie Ooh, like on screen. Yeah, I hated it. Hey, remember when I made you watch that really cool movie with your mom, but it opened up with Ellen Page having sex with someone? Just getting down. Yeah, it was real raunchy, and me and your mom just laughed because you had to pop up off the couch so fast because you felt so awkward. Yeah, I'm a good son. I went and made toast. You honestly are a good son, and you made me really good toast Mm -hmm. that day. I think we're ready to stop talking about A Quiet Place and go eat our delicious food that we got. Yeah, my Taco Bell's getting cold, but can I bring up one Why more thing? Why are you going to call us out like that? Actually, fist bump for that. I yeah, love Taco, honestly, Bell. Taco Bell. Shout out to T-Bell. Sponsor us. Can, um, one thing I really, really did like about this movie, I thought it had its problems. I think it has a lot of triumphs, though, too. Overall, okay. I think it was really I love, fun. I love Oh, I would recommend movie. it to anybody. I think it was a really, really great movie. But I think my favorite part of it was, it's the same thing like when we went and saw Black Panther. Mm-hmm. It was watching people when we came out of it. Okay. Everybody had a theory. Okay. Every motherfucker had a Wait, theory. Wait, are you talking about like theories about like what happened to the planet? Yeah, everybody, like, I saw all these couples being like, babe, babe, <laughs> so, so, so I think John Krasinski did this and I think this was this again like how we had so many theories but we weren't talking to yeah, each other we're, we're, not, we're not allowed to talk about movies when we leave them anymore because of this podcast and it's honest you guys it's so hard to stick to it's so hard Whew. yeah but I would I would just smile and just, just watch like listening to like, people hey, hey so uh babe so this <laughs> <laughs> okay I can see that that's the thing too is it does leave a lot open for discussion because it makes me wonder like what else is supposed to be um like, where else, if there is anybody else, that's okay. And then another thing that's a, an unanswered question for me still now is why why um, the lighting... I know the lighting system is supposed to work that way because it's like, oh, if they light one, they connect it to the gas of other ones. I'm sure that's what it is. But what did those benefit? Like, in Lord of the Rings, when they use fire signals, it's because different cities are controlling them. They're the only ones who can see all of those fire signals. What was the point? I think they were signaling to each other that they were still alive and that those areas maybe were still contained or at least still, like, inhabited by humans. Okay. You think they were signaling to other people? Yeah, I think it was literally as simple as, I'm a human, you're a human, hey. Hey, look, this is fire and light. You can see it, but you can't hear it. Yeah. Okay, I respect that. So, um, do you have any any final thoughts Um, on Shh, Don't Talk? Uh, I'm still gonna call you Jim, but that was a brilliant movie, and I still love you, even if you love Pam. And I'm talking to you, John Krasinski, and that's my final thought. Well, you, I guess you stole a little bit of my thunder, Ooh. but I just, just because it's about John Krasinski, I... Oh, wait, I love Emily Blunt, though. Can I make mine about Emily Blunt? Because Emily she's Blunt a queen. Was... She gave silent labor, Sam. She, she is tight. the queen of this movie. Yeah, she really is. She's yeah. Like, well, actually, the daughter, like, okay. that little girl might have been the best actor in this movie. To the to the quiet family. I wish I knew her name, but yeah. To them, to honestly. To the quiet family. Oh, my gosh. Um. What was, so we introed on um, spaceships and, and explosions. What do you want to outro on? You know what? I think we can outro on... 
turkeys get cooked. <laughs>